Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer or whatever you drink from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, Jerry here. Welcome into Soul Ramblings podcast for this week. And this week, going to head back over to Manatee Life Church for week number four of the I'm In series. We wrap it up this week with I'm Invested. Each week begins with the letter I-N, and this final week is I'm Invested. We'll head over there in just a moment. Speaking of Manatee Life Church, got a brand new website, or actually a new website address. It is manatealife.church, manatealife.church, link in the show notes of this episode to our church. We have services every Sunday morning at 1030 Eastern. You, if you're in the area, would love to have you. And if you're in another state or another country, another part of the country, whatever the case may be, you can check us out online. We live stream every Sunday morning at 1030 Eastern time. And when I describe Manatee Life Church to other folks, I often quote the late author Rachel Held Evans who said uh, she was talking about the kingdom of God. But I think if we replace that with the church, Manatee Life Church, we're a bunch of outcasts and oddballs gathered at a table, not because we are rich or worthy or good, but because they are hungry, because they said yes, and there's always room for more. And I think that's a pretty good description of us. And I believe Manatee Life Church is a Christian community dedicated to helping people find faith, hope, dignity, and unity alongside each other. We love to throw parties, tell stories, find hope, and practice the ways of Jesus as best we can. We're at different places on our journey, for sure, but we share a guiding story, a sweeping epic drama called The Bible. We find faith as we follow Jesus and share a willingness to honestly wrestle with God and our questions and doubts. We find dignity as God's image bearers and strive to call out that dignity in one another. We all receive, we all give. We are old, young, poor, rich, conservative, liberal, single, married, gay, straight, evangelicals, progressives, overeducated, undereducated, certain, doubting, hurting, thriving. Yet Christ's love binds our differences together in unity. We envision Manatee Life Church as a place where everyone is safe but no one is comfortable. A place where we tell one another the truth in love. A place of sanctuary for all. We extend a special welcome to those who are single, married, divorced, widowed, gay, confused, filthy, rich, comfortable, or dirt poor. We welcome those who are in recovery and those who are still addicted. We welcome you if you're having problems or down in the dumps or don't like organized religion at all. We offer a special welcome to those who could use a prayer right now had religion shoved down their throats as kids, or got lost and wound up here by mistake. We welcome gamers, tourists, seekers, doubters, and you at Manatee Life Church, a multicultural United Methodist community of faith. Be sure to find out more about us by going to our website, manatealife.church. Our scripture lesson for the morning, God's word for today, comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 12 through 17. Hear the word of the Lord. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, 
Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging, because we are in a remote place here, he replied. You give them something to eat. They answered, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About 5,000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good and gracious God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of these, our hearts, be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. We have been in a message series that I pray is building the faith and the heart of our church, and it's been called I'm In, and we're in the final week this week. We're looking at four different qualities I believe God calls for all of us to embrace as his church, the body of Christ. Week number one, we looked at the big idea of I'm invited. You're invited into God's family, to God's party. Week number two, we looked at the powerful truth that you are invaluable to God's work through his church. Last week, we studied the truth that I'm influential. You're an influencer. You're salt. You're light. This week, what I want to do in this final week is show that by the power of God, you can be invested in the work of God, in his church, to make a difference all over the world. I'm invested in God's church. And just a word of clarification I know when I read the words invested, my mind automatically goes to the financial world. (laughs) I have investments with my 401k and all of that. And this has to do with finances, sure, that's part of it. But it's more of our entire being, being invested with our entire being, which finances are a part of. And the best way I can put it, comes to us from our Methodist vows when we join a Methodist church. Those that have joined Manatee Life have heard these words in their membership vows. We vow to faithfully participate in the church's ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. And that's what we're talking about, being invested because those first few words, to faithfully participate, to be invested, in other words, with our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. Now, some of you, as we talk about being invested in God's church, might say, well, actually, I'm not really 
totally invested in God's church. And that's okay if, if you're being honest with yourself. It's okay to do some self-examination and say, you know, in this area, I'm not fully invested in God's church. And I want to help you realize and recognize that you may not be invested in God's church, but we're all invested somewhere. We all are invested in something. I remember a few years back, Beth and I had both gotten new cars in the same year. We took on the debt of two new cars in one year. How smart was that? <laughs> we, uh, we did that. But when we got those new cars, both of us, oh, you can't eat in our car. If we go to the beach, you've got to completely change into, I can't have all that on my new leather seats on my car. Now, my old truck that I had, I didn't care. You could get in there and eat McDonald's and throw the wrappers in the floor. I didn't care. But when I got that new car, oh, no, 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 no. It's a whole different thing now because I'm invested in this. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. We're invested in something. We're all invested in something. And the problem is that many of us, unfortunately, we seem to invest in things that don't really matter, that don't last. We're investing in things that don't last for very long at all. And when you look at the words and the teachings of Jesus, Jesus actually uses a phrase again and again. He, he illustrates it in many different ways, in different times, in different stories, in different parables. And he tells us essentially not to invest in things that don't last, but instead to pour out our treasures into things that impact eternity. I want to show you one of the several different examples from Scripture to illustrate one of the big thoughts that I believe will help us as disciples of Jesus become more invested in God's work through his church, the bride of Christ, to make a difference in this world. And here's the image of what Jesus says in many different ways throughout Scripture. He says it in Matthew chapter 9, I'm sorry, chapter 6, verse 19. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. He says, don't store up. Do not store up. Don't hoard what you have. And again, we're not just talking about money here. Don't hoard what you have. Don't invest everything you have in places that don't last and don't matter. And a key thought for us today is God has created us to pour, not store. God has created us to pour out, to be a blessing to others, instead of to store up just for ourselves. Jesus said it another time this way. He says, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. In other words, we're created to pour out and not to store. And the good news is, I believe, that most of us, if not all of us, actually love to give. I love to give a gift to someone I love and watch them open that gift on their birthday or Christmas. It brings my heart joy. The truth of the matter is, when you think about it, it is a real joy to make a difference in the life of someone else. 
to take something that God has trusted to you and to realize, I actually have what I need. I have more than enough. I'm going to take this and use it to bless someone else. There's a thrill in that. There's a deep satisfaction we get. And I believe it's from the Holy Spirit. And the reason we feel that joy is that it is because we are created by God to pour out, not to store up. I'm invested in the work of God. I'm not just the one who looks on from the sidelines. I'm invested. I'm one that brings the resources that God has trusted to me, and I pour them out through the family of God to be a blessing to people all over the world who are in need. God created you, I hope you'll realize this, to pour, to be a blessing, and not to store. In our scripture lesson for this morning, this was probably the biggest crowd that Jesus ever preached to, because the scripture says there were about 5,000 men there. Well, in that time, whenever a count was taken, it was only the men that were counted. Unfortunately, the women and the children were not counted. So realistically, there were probably in the neighborhood of fifteen to 20,000 people there. This was probably, as most scholars agree, the biggest crowd that Jesus preached to. Jesus, he's, he's on a roll, preaching and teaching. And he didn't stop. And then it's brought to his attention that the people are getting hungry. And then watch what Jesus does. He replies, you give them something to eat. And Peter's in that group, and I can imagine Peter having a panic attack. This isn't what was supposed to happen. And the disciples answered him, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. We don't have enough to give to all these people. All we have is Five biscuits and a long john silver snack pack. See what I'm saying? Fifteen to 20,000 people. This is all I've got. This is all we have. We'd love to go and give all these 15,000 people food, but all I've got is an extra value meal here, Jesus. What, what can I do with that? It's not going to go very far. And that's when they said to Jesus, we don't have enough. And then look at what Jesus did. Scripture says, taking the five loaves and the two fish, looked up to heaven, he blessed them, he gave thanks, and he broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. Now, visualize this. You got five loaves and two fish. He gave them to the disciples to give to the people. And watch what happens. 15,000, maybe 20,000 there. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls more of broken pieces that were left over. Interesting that there were 12 basketfuls left over, and there are 12 disciples. The disciples got a doggy bag to take home. They got, they got leftovers. Not only the fifteen to 20,000, but the disciples got fed. Hmm. 
And I want you to see what happened in this story. Notice the progression. The food, Jesus blessed it. The disciples gave it. God multiplied it. Jesus blessed it. The disciples gave it. God multiplied it. And the principle is this. What you keep is all you have. But what you give, your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, your witness, what you give, God multiplies. You were created to pour, not store. To be a funnel of blessings. And as you're generous with others, God will often restore that provision and even multiply what is given. Now here's a question that I think bears answering. When did God multiply what they had? When did he do it? Think about it. When? At what moment did God multiply? God didn't give them more when they stored it up. God gave them more when they poured it out. God gave and multiplied when they were generous and proved they would be a funnel of blessings to take what God had trusted to them and use it to be a blessing to others. In other words, they were invested. They were invested. When God calls us to be generous, listen to me, generosity is not an act. It is a posture of the heart. It's a mindset. Generous people look for needs. Generous people become creative with what they have. Generous people realize that what I have is not all for me. That this isn't just for me to store up, but this may be for me to pour out. Generous people realizing it's a joy to make a difference in the lives of others. It's a mindset. For me, this is a driving mindset of what our family and our church here at Manatee Life is called to do. I hope you have that. You're invested somewhere. You're invested somewhere. Where you invest, your heart follows. And I hope with everything in me that you will recognize you're invited to God's family. No matter where you are in life, what you've done in life, what you're so-called status is, you're invited to the family of God. That you are invaluable to God's work. God created you. You're invaluable to God's work. You've got spiritual gifts inside of you to make a difference as the church and in this world. You are an influencer. You are salt and you are light. You have a sphere of influence that you talk to or in communication with each and every day. You're an influencer. And as you let your light shine into this world, you're invested. Not storing up, but pouring out because we serve an abundant, faithful, good, and generous God who gives his children more than enough. So we, the people of God at Manatee Life Church, meet the needs of people in the name of the one who gave it all for us, the ultimate investment. And his name is Jesus Christ. I have one question for you, Manatee Life Church. Are you in? 
are you in? Let's pray. Today, oh God, we pray that we will be a church full of people invested in your work, pouring blessings out, not storing up, to reveal the love and the goodness of your son Jesus and making a difference in this world. God, may we see needs all around this week and rejoice when we're equipped to meet those needs. In your name, God, and for your glory. For you so love the world, God, that you gave your only son, Jesus, who died in our place, and you raised him from the dead, the ultimate sacrifice, Lord. May we follow your example of being invested by remembering your ultimate investment in us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, services every Sunday morning at 1030 Eastern Time at Manatee Life Church. You can find out more about us by going to our new website or our new website address. It's manateelife.church. Again, that link is in the show notes of this episode. You can also keep up with Soul Ramblings podcast. Get social with us on Facebook and Instagram. Got links in the show notes. Send us an email, soulramblingspodcast at gmail.com, or check out our blog, soulramblingspodcast.wordpress.com. Wherever you're listening today, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Podbean, YouTube, wherever you're listening, if you would click subscribe right now, you never miss a new episode that way of Soul Ramblings Podcast. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. And a last piece of advice, if you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. Until next week on Soul Ramblings Podcast, I'm Jerry Wicker. Drink responsibly. Keep the conversation going. Grace, peace, cheers. cheers. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production.